Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And uh, lots of excitement today as we begin our broadcast week. Uh, and there is, uh, there is a firing. Chris Woodward is no longer with the Texas Rangers. The Rangers have fired their manager. And they actually won a series, had a couple of comeback wins against Seattle, a team that just owned them most of the season. And um, it wasn't enough. Sometimes love is not enough. I don't know. I feel like I've heard somebody say that. Uh, it um, In Woodward's case, being a nice guy and being a good soldier was not enough. Now, of course, I, it's hard to blame Woodward for the uh, Simeon being in a deep freeze for the first two months of the season and bungling plays in the outfield and in the infield and 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 just overall unsteady play pitching in the field the whole shebang i mean i you want to blame him for all of that okay all right i wonder if john daniels wonder if my old friend john daniels will ever get blamed for anything but um anyway we do have a dismissal of a manager and it happened earlier today uh, at 5.20 today, uh, Joe Hoyt from uh, the Dallas Morning News, who covers the Rangers, also covers the SMU Mustangs, and uh, we'll have a little bit. Uh, Tanner Mordecai uh, was named the uh, starter for the Mustangs just uh, in the past couple of days, the uh, former Midway great. And so we'll talk to Joe about that. But Joe also, he'll weigh in on the dismissal of Chris Woodward uh, if you want to weigh in on that, if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're mad at John Daniels, any of that, any of those emotions, I think, uh, are fine. Uh, you can um, text us 254-662-1660. That's, the, that's that CNC Collision Center text line. We'd love to have you text us in. We read a lot of that. And we uh, also love seeing you in person. Saw a lot of you at the Baylor Club event Thursday. And it was so great to hear how many people were listening. And then you can hear at the start of the show, um, we just have a tremendous amount of sponsors right now. So huge uh, momentum headed into the uh, football season. And we are so appreciative of our great partners from a sponsorship standpoint. Oh, man, Bryce is, uh, golly, Johnny on the spot. Bryce, uh, I'm hearing some. I'll turn this down a little bit. Now, Bryce uh, Cherry joining us as we speak. And, uh, Bryce, some excitement going on, always excitement around the uh, around the Central Texas area. But uh, I was uh, thrilled to hear that the Little League uh, Softball World Series, the Midway Girls, pulled that out. I mean, I, 
Bryce, that's a that's an amazing deal. After on the heels of the senior uh, uh, little league World Series, this is an unprecedented run. Uh, I'm sure maybe you'll tell me it's happened before, but how exciting is that for our in our own backyard to go win a World Series? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it has happened before, as as you noted, but uh, but it has been a while. It's actually been 18 years since Whoa. Uh, since Midway brought home the World Series championship. They had a they had a run there where it just seemed like you know every year that they were they were there and they were going to win it. Uh, they had an 11. Uh, 11 titles in 13 years. So they were basically the Bill Russell of, uh, of Little League World Series softball for, for a good stretch there. But uh, 2004 was the, the last one. They made it in 2011. Um, and then, of course, Waco brought home one in 2017 with the Lake Air uh, girls. Um, and now, you know, Midway brought it back. So uh, the Waco area by far, I mean, it isn't even close, um, is, you know, <laughs> it's Little League softball, you know, America. I mean, it's, it, this is where softball reigns in, in terms of Little League softball in the country. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, by the way, those 2014 as you were uh, bringing some of that good historical knowledge that only you can do, uh, th- those girls are 30 years old now, if you think about it. The, the, that won the 2004 uh, Little League World Series softball. They'd be 30 years old. and um, But, man, how cool. And I noticed some of the senior um, Little League, which is a funny name for it, uh, they were gathered up at George's today, <laughs> watching that in some of their uniforms. <clears throat> I was seeing that on social media, and I thought that was kind of fun that they were supporting their uh, their younger brethren. But you know, when I watch on TV, they'll mention Hewitt, they'll say Midway, Bryce. For people that don't know or don't follow it that closely, like, are how long? Is this like an all-star group of girls that have been together quite a bit? Do they play in the same? Like, how how did the, this group, this specific group that just won the Little League uh, uh, Softball World Series, how would they have come together? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, they they all are from Midway, um, you know, teams in the in the in the Midway Little League. I mean, obviously we have different little leagues around here. Robinson, uh, there's what Waco Southern and di- different leagues like that. Lorena. So um, Midway has its own little league, and and so these would have been girls that played, you know, just on different teams. And then uh, obviously they picked all stars after the little league regular season ends. I was uh, talking with, uh, you know, Midway's manager just a little while ago on the phone. Uh, He was, you know, obviously very excited. Edward Ramos, uh, they were about to go have some dinner and, and enjoy themselves a little bit before flying back to Waco tomorrow. But um, he was mentioning that, he has known a lot of these parents of, of these girls uh, since they were all coach pitch age, you know, when they were first getting started. And he said, this has been kind of the goal and the dream basically since then, but they said, 
hey, 12U, when we get to that age, let's make a run at it. And they made a run at it. Not only did they make a run at it, uh, the ESPN announcers noted it a number of times during the broadcast, but they were the youngest team out of the 12 teams at the World Series. So uh, I think they said all but one of those girls comes back next year. So, you know, wow. we're sitting there uh, having the same conversation next next year. That is so amazing. Uh, as you were talking about earlier, and you tweeted it, you can follow Bryce at Bryce Cherry. That's B R I C E. For those of you uh, that uh, you know haven't seen his name in print, you really would enjoy him in print. The um, Little League Softball World Series. It's the twelfth World Series championship for the Midway program. The thirteenth for the Waco area, including Lake Air. And um, it is, I, I kind of liked following uh, your tweets because, boy, this one was, this was nip and tuck. This goes to extras, and Zanaria Hughes um, put, the, put Midway back on top 5-4 with a sack fly to center uh, in, the, in the seventh, and then uh, that was one of the last updates I remember seeing. And then the next one, I started seeing all these exciting sort of graphics and 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 all our local news people enjoying it and whooping it up so and and Bryce is only I can you know of course I jumped on the bandwagon and said I'm proud of our you know my midway girls <laughs> <laughs> as if I'd raised some of these girls but um they, <laughs> there was one girl as I was watching some of the highlights that kept jumping out at me and it was, I was looking for her first name. I think her last name's Riley. And I mean, every time she came to the plate, it was, it was tremendous contact. And I, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I it, think it, you're talking about maybe Riley, uh, Riley Little, their lead uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She, she was, she was arguably, uh, the team's best hitter. Um, and certainly that's, you know, why you put her up there, top of the lineup, get her as many at-bats as possible. But, um, yeah, had a great tournament. And um, really, I mean, you mentioned it. It was nip and tuck. Maryland had a great team, a great pitcher. Um, you know, she had 11 strikeouts. Um, and they get up 3 nothing. Maryland does early in the game. And Midway has to kind of dig out of a hole. Now, it had been behind before. It actually had been behind at the regional tournament in Waco. Um, so these girls, you know, were not um, unfamiliar with that situation. Obviously, it's a, it's a pressure-packed moment. And, and uh, Coach Ramos was telling me that, Maryland had quite the contingent there. Now, I noticed there were a pretty good number of Midway fans, too. Of course, a lot of those are parents and relatives and stuff. But, um, you know, give it up for those young girls because they came through in the clutch. I mean, you know, they they get a four-run, what was that, fourth, fifth inning. And then, uh, as you mentioned, you know, Zanaria, they call her Z. Uh, she yeah. came up in the clutch in the seventh and got that big sack fly. Well, it's a, it's a tremendous day for everybody. And, uh, boy, whether it be softball, baseball, uh, Central Texas is so good at it. Now, you said you were talking to Coach uh, uh, Ramos, and I, 
I do have to kind of wonder over the years, Bryce, when you've done all these stories and you've followed some of these teams and the greatness that you remember, as you said, uh, even back into the early 2000s, is there is there one constant when it comes to softball in our area? Like, is there is there one person that stands out above any others that just has always, uh, uh, you know, that did it for a long time and sort of laid this type foundation? Well, certainly the Brophy family, when you're talking about uh, Midway softball, that started way back even in the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there were there were several Brophies that came through. Um, Julia and I want to say Rebecca might mess this up. You're really causing me to dig into the memory banks here. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rick, was, uh, Rick was the coach and uh, all those brophies that came through were, were part of that foundation. Now, there's a lot of uh, families and girls that were, were part of that. And, I, I, I mean, if you talk to Central Texas high school softball coaches, they will give tons of credit to the little leaguers, you know, for sort of being the farm system that uh, helps them, you know, when when those girls get to high school, um they might not need as much coaching as other programs. You know what I mean? They've they've been developed. They've been in big games. They've been in big situations. So uh, that helps. I mean, um, certainly Sherry Rogers, who used to coach Midway, uh, you know, won some state titles. They had great success at at Midway for many, many years. Uh, I know she always gave lots of credit to to the Little League program at Midway. And, of course, a lot of them also played travel ball and stuff too. I mean, uh, but, you know, I think it's cool that um, Little League is still a thing, you know, even in the age of, of travel ball. Well, it's uh, I, I'm glad you were documenting this today because I was kind of watching some, and then I was out uh, trying to get some tennis in, and so I was kind of trying to get updated. And you were uh, you were you were all over it, and uh, and I also like that you've uh, you've chosen some really non-controversial topics in the paper recently. I was just looking at uh, your Brittany Griner uh, column that always. Uh, Trying to see. I want to make sure I'm not going back. I'm looking to win this. Oh, this was back August 6th. See, I like to kind of catch up on some of the things you've done. Uh, but that always, uh, you know, that that's one of those extremely polarizing things. And, you know, I, you actually made some really good points in that column. I, I, I had gone back over it a little while ago. And uh, it, like you're saying, there's no nuance. There's no room for nuance. It's like either leave her over there or bring her home. And then, by the way, I don't even think, you know, the, there's also the Baylor angle of this. Some people remember, of course, the way, uh, you know, Brittany, some of the things she said after she left the program. I mean, there's just so much attached mm-hmm. to that. Um, but, 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 again, she's an American. She was an enormous uh, winner at Baylor. And, and and no matter if she's a lightning rod or not uh, right now, it just seems like uh, we should all want her back home. And um, But I appreciate you taking that on because it's uh, – Bryce, as you know, it would be a lot easier to, to just not make any comment on that. Um, and, uh, oh, absolutely. So, and, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, back in the day when I was just a young punk come out of college and, uh, you know, not – 
averse to ticking people off. Uh, you know, I, I probably would have eaten all that, up, but you know, when you get older and you realize you don't know everything you thought you knew and, uh, you, you think to yourself, yeah, you know, I, I, it, like you said, sometimes, uh, it's easier just to not say anything. I just was really disheartened by a lot of the, the comments and I'm not just talking about, you know, Baylor folks or anything. I mean, I'm talking about just nationally, so a lot of the reaction on on Brittany being over there, and it was just so hateful. And whether um, you know whether you think that oh, you know justice should be done, and and you know she should, uh, you know she shouldn't break the law and all that. Well, of course she shouldn't break the law. But uh, but just consider what you're saying is basically what I'm I was trying to say, and. Um, you know, take a beat and, and, and obviously social media is kind of a cesspool anyway, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I just hope people would maybe stop and consider that, you know, that person they're tweeting about or talk, posting about or whatever, that is a real person. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's fair. And I think that uh, Baylor, uh, e- even though there's a little bit of a complicated relationship with Baylor, I have liked, and I brought this up with Nikki the other day, uh, uh, Nikki once, I think the State Department and everybody said, hey, it's okay to voice your support, became very supportive, and Baylor was quick to put out a statement uh, in support of Brittany. And honestly, that's how you handle things. Even when some of your own, it's kind of like your kids, they're going to make some d- decisions you don't love uh, in life or whatever. But, but again, with Brittany, it's like, what do you do? You going to hold some comments she made in the Washington Post against her for 10 or 15 years? Um, you know, you, you welcome these people back to the family. And I am a Baylor guy. And so, but, but to your point on the social media part of it, like what I don't totally get is, and, and I think you're pretty good at not doing this, and I try not to do it. Like I, I don't ever think it's great to respond to comments. You know, like, why Why do we feel the need, and why are people so triggered? It's like, it's just some random person out there. Like, why do we feel like, oh, my gosh. But we make a bigger deal sometimes out of some of these comments on Facebook or social media than it needs to be. You know, and I, and I think that's the, the nature of what we do now is we, we feel like we have to respond to all this stuff. And the truth is we don't. You know, some of no, this stuff exactly. is, yeah. Yeah, some of this it, stuff is so. Especially when it's somebody with, uh, you know, 11 followers who's uh, basically talking into an echo chamber, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you really don't have to say anything because all you're doing then by responding or retweeting yeah. it or whatever you do is giving them uh, more of a forum. Uh, and, and that's not to say, you know, your a voice doesn't matter just because you have, you know, 11 yeah. followers. But, uh, but, you know what I mean, I mean uh, – Absolutely, and and of course the temptation for all of us is to to dip our toe into that comment pool and see what everybody's yeah. saying, and, and 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 you know naturally everybody likes to be liked, <laughs> you know, and and likes to uh, get those little hearts next to your posts, and and uh, you know people saying yeah great job, and and I, I mean I got a lot of really positive feedback on the column. And then, you know, you get a few people that disagree, and, and that's fine. Um, yeah. I, I don't 
mind this agreement. You can't be in our business without having some thick skin. Yep. I, um, I, I, it, it happens. It has to happen. I do remember, though, being a young rider and the first time they come at you. Though the worst for me was wa- was waking up one day and hearing on the Norm Hitzka's show, Charlie Waters, you know, one of my heroes when I was a little kid, saying something along the lines. Of course, athletes never understand that we don't write the headlines. But <laughs> he was saying, I literally woke up to him saying, uh, I guess Mosley should go right for the National Enquirer. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm thinking, Charlie Waters is talking about me on the Norm Hitzka show. But, you know, we, we ended up, uh, we, we, we remain friends to this day. We somehow got past that. All right, Bryce. Well, uh, exciting times ahead. And uh, I just wanted to visit with you about this Midway, another Midway championship. And as you said, uh, more Little League championships may be on the way and more state titles may be on the way. This is a very exciting. And if I'm Glenn Moore, I just go ahead and offer all those kids. Like I, <laughs> the pitcher. What age, uh, what age can you, can you make that offer? But, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think the, the future is bright for a lot of these girls. I will throw in one other thing. I'll just say, uh, yeah, keep keep an eye on my Twitter because uh, Coach Ramos is supposed to kind of let me know if they're doing any kind of welcome home tomorrow. I think they're supposed to get into Waco about noonish, uh, and so I'll let people know if they're uh, if people want to come out and welcome them back to Waco with you know with their banner in tow. Yep, I'm told Z's already signed some NIL deals. <laughs> Nowadays, you never, you never know. <laughs> okay, Bryce. I'm a deal with Dr. Pepper or something. You exactly, know? exactly. All right, have a good one. I appreciate you. All right, thanks, Matt. There he goes, Bryce Cherry, the sports editor over at the Waco Trib. And he was all over watching the Little League World Series today, the Little League Softball World Series. And I thought he would be a good guy to get on, and he certainly uh, fit the bill. He certainly did that. And um, I'm trying to remember. I saw something exciting that game time was going to have in the morning um, uh, related to all this. Oh, I, Jeff Wilson, a uh, longtime friend of mine who covers the Rangers, they're going to have him on tomorrow. I did notice that that uh, that uh, Tom Barfield had said that. We do have a morning show, 7 to 9. Ward White's, Tom Barfield, and Ryan, they do a, a great job. Listen to them. And then, of course, John Morris and I take it from 3 to 6. All right, next, I've got some comments on the Rangers and who I think their next manager should be. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast. Sunny and hot the rest of the afternoon. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of around 73. 
tomorrow and through the rest of the week. We'll see sunny and hot continued with highs near 102, cooling down slightly when we get later in the week to Thursday with highs in the mid-90s. Currently, it's 99 at ESPN Central Texas. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles, coming left to right in the green shirts. Only heard here. Snap is back, little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Saturday night. It's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Chargers, Saturday at 8 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We're Saya LTL Freight. For nearly a century, our team has been committed to driving business forward. From Lady Liberty to the Golden Gate, Superstore to Corner Store. We go that extra mile expanding our team to better serve you. So trust that when you partner with Saya, we take every delivery personally. Visit Saya.com for all your shipping needs. That's SAIA.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I missed my mama's call a while ago. Hello. Hey, guess what you're on? If I'm on commercial again, I don't come cheap. Well, uh, I can't afford you. What you want? (laughs) Hey, tell them we do foundation repair, mama. Oh, they do foundation repair. Great workers. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't do it right. You can call my mama at 254-749-2183. Absolutely. Hi, mama. Love you. Gotta go. So you can give us a call at 254-235-4922. Or you can call my mama and complain. Visit us at vixajimmy.com. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in a month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We're treating you like family ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project founded in 1969 barnett contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build their services include excavation utilities civil engineering concrete work paving and storm drainage do business with central texas's premier site work contractor barnett contracting where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients learn more at barnettcontracting.com Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. 
Biggest drawback from the first preseason game for the Cowboys were the 17 penalties for 129 yards. The Cowboys had 266 total penalties under Mike McCarthy, the most in the NFL the last two seasons. NFL officials threw 15 flags for illegal contact in the first week of preseason after the league asked them to pay more attention to that. Last year, there were only 36 flags for the entire season. The Bears are back on the field today after a two-hour inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday. Number one ranked UMHB Crusaders are back on the field getting ready to defend their national championship. Game one against number 11, Muhlenberg, is just three weeks away. Rangers take the weekend series against the Mariners and start a home series with the A's tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Audience Matt Mosley show, and uh, we uh, we are proud to be with you today, and uh, so appreciative of all our sponsors. We uh, just renewed with a UBO Business Services. You can find them over at uh, ubeo.com. That's Sean Hunt in his group, and I mean, in addition to the unbelievable state of the art copiers that they have, I mean, what they can do in terms of uh, streamlining your your workforce, your offices. Um, there's just a, it's a tremendous organization, and uh, we've they we I'll get Sean on maybe at some point to make our big announcement. But uh, our my soft opening is to tell you that we've signed on for about another 12 months, I believe. So very excited to hear that news and share it with you. And Sean Hunt continues to be a loyal listener, and he pays for it, Aaron. You know, Sean is so loyal to our show that other people get mad at him. Oh, why are you not listening to us? Well, you know, maybe he likes radio. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll on on a Monday. So much happening in the world of sports. And today, out of the blue, the Rangers just fired their manager, just said, ah, oh, we're done. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Woodward. Appreciate your work. Liked what you did with the Dodgers. Wish you the best. We are done. And you might say, well, wait a second. Didn't they just beat the the Mariners two out of three games? Didn't they? I mean, aren't, aren't they? Haven't they kind of looked a little better lately? Well, you know, the last time they even were close to 500, I think, was in June and then in July, it was about 15 and 25, had a bad month, not getting it done. I, I, I've seen some interesting points made by Evan Grant and Joe Hoyt, who will be on with us at 520. Joe Hoyt covers the team for the uh, Dallas Morning News. And I like Joe. Joe's uh, good on SMU. He's kind of a fun guy, and so it'll be good. Young guy. But I, I think he's an up-and-coming guy in the area. Uh, and so it'll be good to get Joe on and talk about this. But there, there's some thought that nobody had taken over in the clubhouse in terms of, like, player leadership. It's a, it's a bunch of kind of individuals on the team. And, I, you know, I don't know if you blame Woodward for that. I mean, Simeon and, and, and Seeger have uh, – I mean, my gosh, these guys are, you know, big time – being paid insane amounts of money and 
I mean, you kind of think that, hey, maybe one of those guys would step up and take the leadership role. But apparently it hasn't happened. They're meticulous in their preparation, but they don't really bring others along with them. Well, I mean, that's not good. That's not great. I mean, if you're as great as they thought you were, kind of need them to maybe be. So maybe you do need a manager who's a little more demanding. Woodward was a good dude. I liked him. I liked his attitude. He was kind of a little bit, he, he, he just, it was rare that he ever really showed a lot of any true emotion. And, and I think that kind of did him in, you know, in the end. They needed somebody that would kind of fire up, maybe show a little more energy. The play style, the overall playing you know, the, 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 the on-field, what we've seen for the Rangers, is just not quite where it needs to be. And what they're going to do is let Tony Beasley have a go at this for the last couple of months of the season. Now, Aaron, they sit at about 51 and 63. I think I was looking somewhere around there, like 51 and 63. If I'm doing my math correct, that leaves you about – 40-something games, like maybe 47 games left, 48 games, that that's going to give Beasley a chance. Now, I like him. I, 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 I like the energy. I, I, I like who the guy is. He's got a great story. He's a cancer survivor. I like the guy. But I, I do want to caution you that the last time they, they went through an interim-type deal Ron Washington resigned and all that weirdness at the end of his career. And Ron was with the team from 2007 to 2014. Had a great run. Best manager in the history of the Rangers. Okay, Johnny Oates may be second, but uh, Ron had a great run. And then he got involved in some extracurricular stuff. And I I don't even, uh, to this day, I don't have a great grasp for it. He apologized to his wife. I, most managers, I don't think, resign for having affairs. I mean, not that that's any, I mean, it's wrong to do that, but that's usually not grounds for them stepping down as manager. But something embarrassing happened, and Ron walked away. Everybody today, predictably, is saying, bring him back, bring back Wash. And there, you will not find anybody who loves Ron Washington more than I do. I, I had a great relationship with him. I had him on every week. And Ron Washington and I got along beautifully. And I love the guy. But you can't, you can't just go back down that path. You've got to choose someone different. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go with an older coach or, excuse me, manager. I, I, I would think that one of the first names that came up was uh, Bruce Bochy. Won three World Series titles. I mean, took the the Padres to a World Series in 1998, I believe it was. And then, um, and then of course, we remember the World Series wins with the San Francisco Giants. He had some great teams. In fact, he was managing against the Rangers in that first World Series the Rangers played in. And that was the World Series where really the only thing they could get going, I think Mitch Moreland hit decent in that series. But they had Lincecum. They had Kane. Was that, no, was it Matt Kane? They, 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 were, they were stacked. 
they were great. And um, and they were uh, they and, and Bochi is a great manager. Now he's sixty seven years old and his knees gave out on him. And a lot of these guys, of course, played in the majors, and their bodies just aren't where they they totally need to be. Now Joe Madden is sixty nine. By the way, Ron Washington, who has a lot of energy and is eternally young, is seventy one. Okay, so Wash is getting up there as well. Wash is 71, and, um, and and now baseball managers can do a great job into their 70s. Tony La Russa, my gosh, is still doing it, and I, La Russa's got to be at least 75, 76 years old at this point. You've got to balance, though. Some clubhouses really want, and, and some players love young managers who have either played in the majors or minors. There's one guy that they're looking at, and I don't have his name in front of me, and I thought Evan Grant made an interesting uh, point. He said that this guy never made it to the majors, was only in the minors, and that for some players, that's a demerit. Like, you know, Bannister was a pretty good manager for the Rangers, and I, I thought he did a nice job at times. But Bannister barely played. He had a cup of coffee, but apparently there is some important distinction with players. Now, Joe Madden, I'd have to look back, but I'd be shocked if he ever played in the majors. Uh, I, I don't really think that was his background. But, you know, in baseball, it still seems to matter. In college basketball, for instance, it doesn't always matter as much. Scott Drew did not play college basketball. Chris Beard did not play college basketball. Um, it, you, you don't always have to, although, you know, it, it's helpful at times. But uh, anyway, just wanted to visit a little bit about some of the names that are starting to come out around this, this, uh, this job being open. Bochi interests me just because he's a monster name and he's very accomplished. I don't, I don't know if his body's up to it. I mean, his knees were creaky as all get out. Okay. By the way, I'm feeling pretty creaky at age 49, but uh, but Bochi is in a little bit different shape there at 69. All right, it's the um, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we roll on on a uh, on a Monday. It is time for Campus Confidential. We've got a lot going on in the world of college athletics. What does Aaron Sexton have on his mind? That is next. Recently on Game Time. Blake Belton High School, head coach Brian Cope. We actually get to go against uh, somebody else for the first time since November of last year. Uh, man, we're really, really excited about the opportunity that, that awaits us uh, tonight, but also this year as well. Trying to, to take care of what you can control. We're just going to uh, find a way this year to try to give our kids the very best experience possible. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Biggest drawback from the first preseason game for the Cowboys were the 17 penalties for 129 yards. The Cowboys had 266 total penalties under Mike McCarthy, the most in the NFL the last two seasons. NFL officials threw 15 flags for illegal contact in the first week of preseason after the league asked them to pay more attention to that. Last year, there were only 36 flags for the entire season. The Bears are back on the field today after a two-hour inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday. Number one ranked UMHB Crusaders are back on the field getting ready to defend their national championship. Game one against number 11, Muhlenberg, is just three weeks away. Rangers take the weekend series against the Mariners and start a home series with the A's tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. A little stunned after just hearing something, but boy, we'll just keep right on rolling. And uh, boy, this is fun. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today uh, in college athletics. And boy, I've been having fun with this uh, AP Top 25 thing today. Looking at that, seeing who's where. Uh, Aaron Sexton, take it away, sir. We will start with the AP Top 25 poll. The first one released today. No surprise, Alabama number one. They received 54 of 63 first-place votes. Ohio State was number two, received six first-place votes. Georgia number three, the defending champion, only received three first-place votes with Clemson and Notre Dame rounding out the top five. Other notables in the top 25, Texas A&M checks in at number six, Oklahoma nine. Baylor 10, Oklahoma State 12, and three of the four new Big 12 members starting next year round out the top 25. Cincinnati is 23, Houston 24, BYU is 25. You know, I there's, there's part of me, and I know they lost their quarterback and they lost a lot of great players, a great cornerback, uh, Sauce, I think they called him. I I get it, but to me it's almost a little disrespectful, Aaron, to have Cincinnati where they are. What did you say? They were 23? Yes. I mean, I, I, I feel like if you if you make it to the, um, to, to the, the college football playoff that you should even be higher. Uh, you, I mean, just on principle. Uh, I mean, think about that. There's really no SEC school. No, none of the Power Five conferences could be in a playoff and then the next season be in the 20s, going to the next season. It would not happen to any of them. And I think Fickle deserves more respect. So that looks a little low to me. Some people thought NC State should be higher than where they ended up. I find it interesting, Aaron, that the Big 12 – the you know the AP um, uh, poll has Oklahoma nine, Baylor ten, and unless I'm remembering this wrong, I think that was the exact same order: Oklahoma nine, Baylor ten in the AFCA coaches poll from USA Today. Aaron, is that how you remember it? Yes. The only difference was uh, Oklahoma State was actually eleven in the coaches yeah. poll, and they're twelve yeah. in the AP. But I'm just talking about Baylor and Oklahoma. I find that fascinating that the, the writers had them exactly where the coaches had them. Now, University of Texas ends up I hear you I hear you laughing, Aaron. I but I mean I, I don't totally get this one. The coaches poll had them at eighteen. They did get a first place vote. We still don't know who did that. The AP, and a lot of the AP voters will put out their ballots, which is fine. I, I appreciate them for being transparent. In the AP poll, I mean, that's a big discrepancy with the AP poll having number um, 
the AP poll having the, the Longhorns at, Aaron, 17 or 18? Excuse me, the coaches poll had them at 18. 18? Okay. And the AP poll does not have them in the top 25. So the writers did not think as highly of the Longhorns as the as the coaches. Now, whoever voted for them first place, that may have given them some extra points. But still, that, that didn't put them in the top 25. It just maybe helped them some. Now, people say, where did Texas end up? Well, they ended up in the RV receiving votes. All right, so... Texas checks in at number 27. As Aaron said, the newbies in the Big 12, that'll be coming in 2023, 23, 24, and 25. I like that. Aaron, did you take a peek? I hope you still have it in front of you. Peek down there and see where did my Roadrunners come in? And I say my Roadrunners because we had their head coach on the other day, and I really like the program, and I like that head coach, Jeff Trailer. Did the did UTSA because they finished in the top twenty five last season and they've got their quarterback uh, uh, returning? Did UTSA finish in the top twenty five or did they get some res, uh, votes? They did not finish in the top twenty five. I'm going the uh, page I had didn't have receiving votes. Now I got one. Um, let's see, Texas would twenty seventh. Kansas State received some votes. They did not. They did not receive one vote for the top 25. Well, that's weird to me. I mean, UTSA finished 12-2 and two and was really good last year. I, that is not that – uh, that seems to me extremely unfair if that is the case. I cannot – I cannot believe that. All right, Aaron, I uh, – and we'll have more. Uh, we've got uh, Kevin Longquist coming up. And uh, Kevin's been monitoring all these. Uh, Dave Aranda spoke the other day. Dylan Doyle spoke. You heard some of that, I believe, in the uh, John Morris show today. And uh, they had the scrimmage the other day. That would have been on Saturday. Now, the media was not allowed to watch that, but they did visit with some people afterwards. I, I saw some footage that the Baylor social media people were putting up. And I, I thought that uh, Seth... Seth Jones, man, he made a catch across the middle that I loved. Uh, and just, I mean, a, a total extend. And then he went back the other direction. I'm starting to feel a little more comfortable with this wide receivers group. And part of it is because I have so much faith in Jeff Grimes. And I like this new uh, wide receivers coach, Dallas Baker. Nephew of Wes Chandler, by the way, so he comes from royalty, and he just seems like a great guy. And then my man Justin, Juice Johnson, uh, Justin Johnson, the uh, the, uh, and of course they have Dennis Johnson over on the defensive side of the ball. Love his work on the D line. I think he's been tremendous for Baylor, both as a recruiter and a coach. But Justin, who hails from Richardson Berkner, we won't bring up, uh, there's a Berkner uh, alum in some hot water right now. But, boy, Justin is a great dude and uh, lo- really enjoying this staff and Mateos, the whole gang. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? South Florida has named a starting quarterback, and it's a very familiar name for Baylor fans. It's former Baylor starter Gary Bohannon. He was named the starter for the University of South Florida today. 
ahead of incumbent sophomore Timmy McLean. McLean started last year as a true freshman, only completed about 55%, a little over 55% of his passes. And they had similar stats in the uh, in their scrimmage on Saturday, but Bohannon named the starter for the Bulls. Well, I, um, you know, you, you feel for a young guy that, that had the job and, and uh, as you said, loses it. But when you got a guy like Bohannon go in there with that kind of moxie and leadership, and, and uh, that is who you want to build a program around uh, in, in terms of he's just such a great leader. And Baylor had the pleasure of watching him and training him and having him on campus, and he'll always be a Baylor Bear. But good for him. I am a, uh, I'm a Bulls fan. I am a, I am a USF Bulls fan because of Gary Bohannon. In fact, Aaron, I'm going to try to secure a USF football uh, ball cap. Maybe I need a Bohannon jersey. That'd be kind of fun. I don't wear jerseys, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind having one. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Uh, that's good news. Um, Aaron, what? Somebody was making the point. It may have been you. How how interesting would it be if some of those former, all those former Baylor quarterbacks ended up starting at their various uh, spots? We'll have to check in on the UAB, the uh, on their quarterback situation, because of course that's that's where. Uh, another former Baylor quarterback ended up, and I just have not studied that or looked at that to see how he's doing. But that was a, a really fine uh, quarterback out of San Antonio, and I, I would be very interested to see how he's doing. Uh, one other quick note from that. Uh, last year starter for South Florida, Timmy McLean, not a shock, immediately entered the transfer portal. That's kind of a how it goes for every school whoever loses the quarterback battle it seems like they immediately go into the transfer portal saturday was not a good day for the university of texas football program they had their scrimmage and they lost two starters for the season two knee injuries uh, according to jeff ketchum from orange bloods uh, wide receiver isaiah naor the wyoming transfer and offensive guard junior angula both suffered season-ending knee injuries in, in the scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, Nayor, as I said, was the transfer from Wyoming. He was expected to be the number two receiver for Texas behind Xavier Worthy and the uh, senior offensive lineman Angula was expected to start and was considered the Longhorns' best offensive lineman. So two big losses for Texas football on Saturday. That comes after um, after Coach Steve Sarkeesian suspended another receiver who was expected to, tribute, to contribute the uh, transfer from Alabama. And now I cannot find his name, but that was last week. I think that, I don't know, I think his suspension may come to an end sooner rather than later but we'll see uh-huh well i don't know i will i mean he he was pretty quick to do that and, and so we'll give sark some credit on that front tough news 
for the Longhorns, and there's been so much excitement around Ewers. Uh, I was also seeing that maybe in the battle between uh, Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card that we mostly expected, most of us expected Ewers to win, that uh, Ewers has been struggling a bit and that uh, uh, Hudson Card, I mean, that's the problem when you don't let anybody see practice, and that's okay. I mean, every, you know, it's this, that's most college teams, but, you know, these scrimmages they have, Aaron, like all the Chip Browns of the world and the 247s and the OrangeBloods.com and the rivals, they they talk to sources that were at the practice and and they go crazy reporting a bunch of stuff. And you know, it's uh, but that's the deal when you when you close down everything. People are going to find ways to try to get information out. The problem is, of course, it may it may be it may not always be accurate, but we'll see where. Uh, and, my, and by the way, Brian Davis and Chip Brown, two of my great friends, they are very accurate. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see where this ends up. Um, Navar, the kid from uh, that had transferred in from Wyoming was a real steady Eddie type player. I mean, he was going to step in and take the place of that one guy that transferred to SMU, and then I think he tra- he maybe changed his mind again. They they had one Xavier somebody maybe last year. They had one really good possession receiver, and he transferred out. This guy was going to be good. So major setbacks for the University of Texas. Aaron, got time for one more if you want it. Yeah, and just a quick note, the uh, receiver was uh... – a Jay Hall, who transferred from Alabama, who was suspended last week. I'm sure you've heard about the dust-up in Kentucky. John Calipari saying he needs his new practice facility and that Kentucky was a basketball school, and that has <laughs> turned into a war of words between him and football coach Mark Stoops. Calipari kind of walked those comments back today. He uh, tweeted out and said, Quote, I was told about comments Mark Seuss made in this press conference. I reached out to Mark Thursday and we'll try again. Comparing our athletic department to others was my bad. I've supported Mark and the football team through the good and the bad. I will continue to support them and cheer them on. So kind of a non-apology apology from John Calipari, but about what I expected him to say at some point. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. It is... It is a basketball school. I mean, everything at Kentucky is about the basketball program. And it's different that it's in the SEC. And Coach Stoops is, I mean, he's allowed to say something. Uh, It probably wasn't the smartest thing for Calipari to say. But the point he's making is, hey, we we bring in the most eyes. We bring in the most money, uh, revenue, you know, all those things. I mean, it is an enormous uh, thing basketball at Kentucky and so he's just trying to stir up interest in getting this practice facility or whatever it is he needs he probably could have handled it better I mean he's Calipari I I, Stoops shouldn't be that shocked and I'm sorry Kentucky football while they've got some talent and he's done a really good job there it's never going to be a bigger deal than than basketball so getting in a war of words with John Calipari or Calipari is always a losing proposition. And Barnhart, the uh, AD, had to come out and get on to him. Or, I mean, it's an embarrassment. Okay? You just you got two programs. 
just live with it. I mean, it's like Indiana. I mean, do we do we have to say that? Oh, Indiana's a, a, a football school now. No, well, they've been bad at basketball for a while, but it'll always be a basketball school. It just that it means more in that state. There are various places where it's just a much much bigger deal, and and you know I mean, it's okay. You just live with that. All right, we do have none other than Kevin Longquist joining us next. Hey everyone, with the Cowboys training camp report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas drowns in a sea of yellow flags in a penalty-filled preseason opening loss in Denver. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Saturday night in Denver, the Cowboys committed 17 penalties in a 17-7 preseason opening loss to the Broncos. The lone score came in the fourth quarter on a Ben DiNucci pass to Semi Fajoko. Head coach Mike McCarthy was not happy with all those yellow flags. That's what penalties do to you. I mean, they clog the whole game up. They ruin, you know, the momentum, the, the ebb and flow. Is, it's, you know, you're just frustration you're dealing with. I mean, I, I've done this my whole coaching career. I've always played with a lot of young guys. And it's unfortunate it starts like it. Tomorrow morning's practice is the final one here in Oxnard as tomorrow afternoon we'll head down to Irvine where the Cowboys will stay near the Chargers facility in Costa Mesa. There are joint practices Wednesday and Thursday with the Chargers and a preseason game at SoFi Stadium on Saturday. With the boys, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcarr.com. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucen Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucen builds cushion electric and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment and they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus our their new Barria menu. Exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. 
Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. At Central Texas College, they know that in the real world, life gets in the way of plans sometimes. That's why they offer day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites to fit your schedule. More importantly, they can save you thousands at one of the most affordable colleges in the region. Interested in moving up in the world? Learn more at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Colleen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley and... Kevin Longquist standing by, former Rangers beat writer. Boy, if he was still in that on that beat, it would be a busy day. Uh, Kevin, great to uh, great to have you on. Uh, before we jump into some uh, AP Top Twenty Five talk, I will ask you a little bit um, uh, about your. You've uh, continued to to follow the Rangers, perhaps not as closely as you used to do that when you were with the Arlington Morning News, Dallas Morning News, and and covering those Rangers, did um, there's no fair in baseball. There's no fair in sports, and it's um, you know it's it's unfortunate that things like this happen. Uh, did the timing of this surprise you at all? It, it does seem like the Rangers would like to see how Tony Beasley fares as the interim coach. Did this one? Uh, did this move today by the Rangers surprise you? No, I mean, it's, I, I think, but I also think too that I, I never felt like Chris was ever dealt a fair hand with this organization. You know, if you look at the team that he was given last year, okay, and that was probably one of the worst teams in the history of Rangers baseball. My Ember, Michael, the one in 1973, probably worse than the 72 team, the original franchise. And I, I'm sure when you, but when you stick a ton of money, into Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, you know, that kind of thing. And 
you just pretty much fall over your faces. But I'll criticize the Rangers for this. They did not do enough to help their rotation, much less their bullpen, as they were going into the offseason, uh, strike or no strike or whatever you want to call it, you know, from December 2nd all the way through basically uh, what was it, middle of late to March, um, Matt, when they came back. But, you know, it, it, they did not do enough with the pitching staff that was going to give Chris a fair shot to live the team. And uh, obviously the way they kind of played, you know, the, over the last week or so, it kind of looked like a team that had lost the room, you know, like a manager had kind of had lost the room. But at the same time, I think John Daniels, you know, has to look in the mirror too. I think John's had a look in the mirror for about maybe the last six, seven years on how he's poorly constructed this franchise. He's done a terrible job with this team. And I don't understand how he keeps his job, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I, it's it's a fair question. I like John personally, but uh, it you know the, who knows what will uh, what is on the horizon there. Uh, but the way, you're talking all... to a very angry Twins fan too, who's seen his team absolutely give up the ghost over the last three weeks too. So and I can think of another man, and I've actually been calling for Rocco Bodelli's dismissal. So, but that's another well. story. The general manager for the uh, Twins is obviously a, uh, was a part of the Rangers organization when they were uh, at their height. And uh, interestingly, uh, he's there. And then, of course, uh, another assistant general manager is over with the Padres. So John Daniels did send people out into the uh, uh, all across Major League Baseball. Now, Kevin Longquist from Rivals. Uh, Kevin, I found it interesting Rivals.com, you can follow him at at Sikkim Sports. And I love your, um, I, I like that weekly column, what were what were they thinking, WWTT. Um, I, I can read, you can read that on Rivals if you are a member. Uh, and Kevin, to become a member on Rivals, you just kind of, you can go to your uh, Twitter handle or you can go to Rivals.com. There are several ways to do it. What's the easiest way uh, to become a, a, a card-carrying uh, uh, dues-paying member of Rivals.com and get all this great information. All right, so you go to www.baylor.rivals.com. You go to the sign-in piece up in the upper right-hand corner of the home page, and it'll walk you through the very easy steps to become a member. I think it's like eight ninety-nine a month. So as I like to tell people, you're basically spending one lunch money uh, if you're out. The, if you're brought, if it, put the brown bag in for that one day of the month to spend a month with us. You know, I, I, you can always post our interviews up there, and we get huge downloads on your appearances. So uh, feel free to put that behind your paywall and, and entice people even more. I don't know if I have the uh, actually the ability to give you permission or not, but I'm going to anyway. Um, now, Kevin, the, the uh, I, I am uh, I'm fascinated by uh, the, the the fact that the AP Top Twenty Five. Now, they'll, they'll sometimes be somewhat like the coaches' poll, but to have it exactly like the Oklahoma-Baylor 9-10 and 10 in the coaches' poll and now 9-10 and 10 in the AP Top 25. Now, the, the Big 12 media picked the Bears to win the conference. The national media, and that includes some of the Big 12, it's just more of a, it's a larger gathering of people. But they, I, I would say, in the coaches, of course, across the country, seemingly the Oklahoma brand is uh, is putting it ahead of the Bears. 
did you find that uh, somewhat interesting that the AP poll came in exactly like the coaches poll when it came to Oklahoma and Baylor? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, sometimes you, some, you know, with the exception of when they actually are coming out the same day on Sundays during the season, Matt, it's almost like it's, they're, they're cheating on somebody else's test when they're writing down the top 25, uh, essentially. I mean, that's not necessarily true. But I think, you know, in Oklahoma's case, despite the fact that the preseason media Big 12 poll had with Baylor 1 and OU 2, is you're going to have the national guys that are going to be somewhat removed from the, the scenario like we are. Again, Oklahoma's going through a huge transition. Um, there's a lot of hope that Gabriel will continue their line of great quarterbacks that have come through that program. There's obviously the hope that, that Brent Venables can, can just carry on the tradition much like everybody else has done prior to him, uh, Bob Suits, Lincoln Riley, that sort of thing. I, I think just from that standpoint, that's why Oklahoma gets the benefit of it out as being a blue blood. I mean, that's why people are up in arms last week when the coaches poll came out. Texas was in it, and people were going, what have they ever done in the last 10 years? But blue blood programs, we can argue about Texas is worthiness of being a blue blood another time, but programs like that just get the benefit of the doubt. Whereas in Baylor's case, now I kind of felt like I even said it back in February, or March, is that this team's going to be somewhere, it's going to be a borderline top 10 team because of what they have coming back on the front and what they have coming back as far as their starting quarterback who had better ability than what than Gary Bohannon is out. By the way, congratulations to Gary becoming the starting quarterback at South Florida uh, today. But back to that, I just think there were a lot of things that Baylor had going for it that, that ever had everyone considering that they are going to be in this position to be a top 10 team. So it's great respect for Baylor. Oklahoma gets the benefit of the doubt and it's all great for, you know, just for spitballing and arguing over the water cooler in, our, in August. And by the time everybody kicks off September 3rd, we'll all forget about this and just and go week to week. Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com at Sikkim Sports is, uh, is where I like to follow all his Baylor updates uh, on, on all this. Kevin, I found it interesting that um, – I like it. You're coming on here congratulating people. Kevin, would you congratulate the Midway girls, the Midway uh, for the Little League uh, Softball World Series Championship? It comes back to Hewitt, Texas, and Midway. Uh, please offer your congratulations to those young ladies. A thousand congratulations to them. It's always great work. When you accomplish something great, no one can take that away from you. Man, I wish you and I had accomplished something great. I'm trying to think back over our careers, but we did. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 maybe we have. I'm just not thinking of it right now. Uh, Kevin, I, I am um, curious about. Uh, I, I want to get your take on the Baylor secondary right now, as you wrote about. And of course, I'm revealing things behind a paywall, but you're okay with me teasing a few things that Al Walcott. Is banged up right now. He has a he has somewhat of a wrist. He'd been moved into the old Petrie, the Jalen Petrie star position. Yeah. Snacks back there, uh, Lorando, who had played in 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 those positions, has been moved to cornerback. Now, first of all, Lorando's. I mean, you talk about a physical, thick dude. We're talking yeah. about six feet. You know, two hundred and five pounds. He's a biscuit away from being back there at at uh, linebacker, and they're going to put him. He's going to play cornerback. 
What do you think of that move, and 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 what do you think that says about what Aranda and uh, and Ron Roberts are trying to accomplish back there in the secondary? Two things: when Lorando came to Baylor, Matt, the original thinking was that he was going to play corner, and then when it, as as everything started to unfold with this defense, I think a lot of people felt like he was going to be the heir apparent to Jalen, and then of course he played a little bit there last year until he got hurt. And I think everyone kind of felt like that was going to happen. But, you know, sometime over the summer, I had heard, that, and, it, and it's not necessarily revolution. I'm not the only one who heard this. But I will say that there was this thinking that started to develop that they might want to put Lorando back there in the corner and maybe move either Al or even Devin Lillard up to that star because you really need a physical corner back there. And the fact that Baylor lost its two best corners last year uh, it, it really was a case where we really want to get somebody in there who's kind of who's physical, is not afraid of going after the 50-50 ball, and a guy that's just going to work the devil is going to work the field with you and quote-unquote create his version of the no-fly zone. And I, I'm not surprised by this. Uh, obviously, with Snacks, he's a guy that has all sorts of ability level, and we get to finally see it unveiled. You know, you could say all, but really we'll get to see it more so in a greater test against BYU on the 10th. And, of course, obviously, hopefully, uh, Al Walcott will be back in time, uh, you know, maybe in a week or so. And then he'll be good to go for Albany, too, with the wrist issue. All right, Kevin. uh, I was sorry we were running late today, but I'm going to go ahead and get you out on time, somewhat on time, (laughs) and respect your day and your workouts. You're a man who loves a good treadmill. You love – you love getting on the treadmill. In fact, sometimes you've come in in the past a little bit winded. Uh, get out there. Have a great afternoon. And then I look forward to seeing you soon. We are getting very close to that first ball game. Albany. What are the Albanies? The Patroons or somebody? What the are the Danes? I think it's oh, the, the Danes. Danes. Yes. The Danes. Yeah, that's a dog. I think that is a dog. Uh, yeah. The Great Danes will come into Waco, and they will wilt in the heat. Uh, at a six o'clock start, going to be a great crowd for that one. And then, as you said, you got to get ready to go out to Provo, and I'm going to do that. In fact, I've been getting ready by uh, reading the Mormon Bible uh, to get ready for my trip <laughs> out there. All right, buddy, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Matt. Take care. All right, Kevin Longquist. I like it when Kevin is amused by me. Um, all right, Aaron, it is time. We got to talk some Rangers baseball, and we'll talk to. Uh, Rangers beat writer Joe Hoyt from the Dallas Morning News will do it next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight, clear skies. We'll see a low near 72. Tuesday and Wednesday, sunny and hot with highs near 102. Then cooling off a little bit as we get towards the weekend with afternoon highs in the mid-90s. Currently 99 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. And up, running left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get there. He did not get there. He stopped short. He is stopped short of the goal line. Bears hold the Cowboys out of the end zone. That was Desmond 
Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Jaron McVay kept him out. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Here in Texas, it's not summer without a good old sing-along. Especially when you sing about being out with the crowd and you're reminded of how good it feels to release your inner performer in a crowd that doesn't judge because you're all gathered to root, root, root for the home team and take a break from life outside the ballpark and none of you care if you ever go back from what has been a local tradition for 50 summers. Yeah, it's not summer without Texas Rangers baseball. Summer with us at TexasRangers.com. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. This is ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the Road, the next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Biggest drawback from the first preseason game for the Cowboys were the 17 penalties for 129 yards. The Cowboys have 266 total penalties under Mike McCarthy, the most in the NFL the last two seasons. NFL officials threw 15 flags for illegal contact in the first week of preseason after the league asked them to pay more attention to that. Last year, there were only 36 flags for the entire season. The Bears are back on the field today after a two-hour inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday. Number one ranked UMHB Crusaders are back on the field getting ready to defend their national championship. Game one 
going against number 11 Muhlenberg is just three weeks away. Rangers take a weekend series against the Mariners and start a home series with the A's tonight. 705 first pitch and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas we've been talking about it throughout the afternoon Rangers make a change today they fire their manager Chris Woodward is out and uh, Joe Hoyt for the Dallas Morning News joining us Joe I always love uh, reading your work on Twitter and in the morning news I still take the newspaper it's still thrown in my yard so it's fun to to get to visit with you but now Joe you probably you know you're moving into your your SMU duties still you know managing Rangers but boy your day changed in a hurry didn't it I I would imagine if you were headed over the hilltop you had to point them out to uh Arlington in in, in a hurry right the hilltop today that would have been a quick change um luckily we <laughs> we had a we had a little bit of a um you know inkling that this was a possibility maybe not today but but that's how it happened, and, you know, that's just news, right? <laughs> yeah, it does uh, tend to happen that way. Now, did you – when you said you had an inkling, did you feel like that sort of uh, non-ringing endorsement after the deadline from John Daniels, it just did not seem like, oh, yeah, we, we're committed, we love Woodward. That was really um, – there, there wasn't a lot in that uh, as far as support for what Woodward was doing. It, or did you even sense it was going the wrong direction for Woodward even before that? No, I think that's a great, um, you know, time to kind of point to and say, oh, you know, that's when your ears perk up a little bit. Because like you said, it was very noncommittal. Um, and that almost was kind of the first time that we had really kind of gotten that sense. And then if you just look what happened after that, I mean, the record kind of dictates, um, you know, the performance was what it was. And it, it wasn't great down the stretch. Obviously, they've fallen to – to records below 500 that they did not aspire to be at in this moment. Um, you know, kind of the energy level of the, the team was a little bit lower. And uh, ultimately, it kind of just all funneled into what happened today. He's a Chris Woodward's extremely positive person, and I'm sure he was a good guy to deal with the media. And you always hate it when something like this happens. But the way this team was playing, some of the mistakes that they were making, uh, were there times that they almost needed someone to to get into them a little bit more than maybe Woodward was uh, uh, willing to do? It's always easy to say these things, by the way, Joe. I found with these coaches after they're fired, then you can start saying, "Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't hard enough on them," and it's easy to break them down. But I'm just kind of curious now that it's happened and you're kind of looking back on things. Does this? Do you think this team could use a uh, uh, maybe a, I don't know if it's a stronger voice, but someone willing to to get after guys. Uh, I think that's I mean, to your point. It's it is easy to say those things, and I think that's potentially something that they would target moving forward. Um, but you know, I think if you just kind of just look at the product of late, obviously the performance in the field wasn't great. There, the like I said, the energy level even you know from just a third party perspective seemed to be a little bit lower, and obviously losing doesn't help with that. Um, but then you also kind of listen to some of the things that John Daniels and Chris Young said today, and they, they really, really highlighted preparation um, before games as something that they wanted to see changed. And obviously that's something that we're not really in tune with, but if you kind of talk with Chris Woodward and people around the team, 
preparation was something that they've tried to prioritize a lot. Um, so maybe it was over preparation. Who knows? Um, obviously, we're on the outside of that. But ultimately, they saw enough from a performance standpoint, from an energy level, from just a direction of the franchise place. It almost seems almost regardless of record to make the change now while they're still in the kind of beginning stages of a rebuild. You know, even though they didn't obviously invest a lot of money and they hope to be in the playoffs next year. But if there was a time to make a move this season, you know, they figured it was now. Seeger has uh, a, a long relationship with Woodward dating back to their Dodgers days, and I would think he would have been excited, um, and, and who knows, I mean, in addition to the incredible money that he was offered, uh, you know, maybe that played a role in his excitement about coming to the Rangers. With a guy like that, who's, who needs to be one of your team leaders, what do you, what do you sense? I know you all have just had access uh, in the clubhouse. What what do you sense is is his reaction to this? Yeah, you know the one one thing talking with with Corey Seager is that he's always very businesslike and kind of straight to the point with uh, with answers and press conference questions. Um, you know he'll he'll always talk with you, but it's very very direct and very simplistic almost to a certain extent. For example, today he was kind of asked like, you know, do you have an emotional response? And he just shook his head and didn't say anything. Um, but you know the one thing he did say was kind of just how much you know in debt he is to, to Chris Woodward's development of him. You know, obviously they go back to LA where he was rookie of the year and Woodward being a former middle infielder was able to work with him directly. And there was a big reason why, in addition to all the money he got that, you know, he ended up in Texas. Um, so he, he's, you know, he owes a lot to him, but he also understands that this is a business. And he said, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you kind of have to, you have to be, you know, the best player you can be regardless of manager. And obviously that changed today. And, that was kind of one of his sentiments that, hey, it is a business after all. Yeah, and uh, talking to Joe Hoyt for the Dallas Morning News about this firing today, Chris Woodward, Tony Beasley taking over on interim. By the way, talk about direct and could also be a little prickly, the guy who just went in the Rangers Hall of Fame, Ian Kinsler. When I was out there a lot more than I am now, uh, it, it, that was him, you know, and he was direct. I kind of liked it. But, boy, you know, you, you couldn't float one of those, hey, you mind talking about this or that? I mean, he was on it, and Michael was more gracious. Michael could be seething and want to bite at you, Michael Young, but Kinsler would. Kinsler would bite back a little bit. So, anyway, you were explain, <laughs> You were talking about Seeger. It made me start thinking about Kinsler. And uh, well, Kinsler and John Blake both going into – the Hall of Fame. It's very exciting. I love Blake's family too, with Harriet, Chris, the whole gang. So I was excited for them. Um, yeah, Joe, this is uh, this is going to be interesting with Beasley going in there. Whether this is a true audition, um, uh, Chris Young did say that he is a candidate. He, you know, when y'all were asking uh, he and John Daniels about that, said Tony Beasley's a candidate. I do remember one particular uh, Bogar a few years ago, actually having a nice little run after after Wash um, uh, stepped stepped down. And we all thought, well, maybe Bogar will get the job, but he didn't get the job. Jeff Bannister got the job. So no matter how you finish, I don't think necessarily means you're for sure going to get the job. Where is this team on Beasley, though? I, to me, they probably have tremendous respect and love the guy. But do you sense this is a true candidate? Yeah, no, I, to your point, I think, you know, this is a guy that has, is universally respected across the organization. And it's someone that, you know, is known for his ability to kind of be there for players, but also be direct. I mean, he has that capability. It's 
he's kind of he's also kind of optimistic you know akin to Chris Woodward but you know he's also shown that he can be direct with players and say hey you got to get this done that's kind of part of the job um as for you know his you know audition essentially um you know like you said Chris Young did say he would be a candidate and Beasley said he's excited for this opportunity um and, you know and it, it to I think you got to think about why make this move now you know obviously there's you know still you know under 50 games left there's still a chance to see something out of this team so maybe you kind of go into it saying, hey, we have a chance to see what Tony Beasley can bring as a manager instead of just being a third-base coach. So, you know, I think that there's elements to suggest that this would be a true audition, but obviously this is a team that's going to do their due diligence outside as well because this, at this stage of the rebuild, you know, after investing so much money they did last season, this is a pivotal hire, and they kind of have to nail it. So they'll get a look at Tony Beasley. Whether or not they, they actually seriously think he is a full-time candidate kind of remains to be seen. All right, and uh, on your put on your other hat, your SMU hat. Um, Tanner Mordecai wins the uh, job over Preston Stone. That's a tricky one because Preston Stone was a ballyhooed recruit, one of the great recruits really in a long time at SMU. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a was he five star? I mean, this guy was. A, I know he's elite eleven and all the had all the accolades, but Preston Stone was a big time get. And and for Tanner Mordecai. I, I, reading some of your stuff, it, it does seem like Tanner handled this well. There could have been a thought, well, this guy's the he's the incumbent. I mean, he shouldn't have to go through all this, and yet he did. Do you think that could even earn him more respect in the locker room? And then how does SMU kind of keep Stone engaged? Because in this day and age, <laughs> you can get a guy transferring out in a hurry. Yeah, no, we saw it today with uh, Timmy McLean, um, you know, going in the transfer portal immediately after Jerry Bohannon or Gary Bohannon, excuse me, was named the starter at South Florida. Um, but, you know, to your point about Tanner Mordecai, I think he definitely earned a lot more respect because he could have just said, hey, I'm the incumbent. This is my job. I deserve it. No, he went out and earned it. You know, I think I got a lot of comments, you know, when the story you know, published that he was the starter. Like, yeah, of course he was. And it's like, well, this wasn't his job just handed to him because, you know, you have a new head coach who obviously has experience with Preston Stone. He recruited him to SMU and there was a legitimate quarterback competition. And I can tell you by the time that fall camp started, it definitely seemed like that competition had already been won. Um, Tanner came out in the summer. He was kind of, you know, he was a leader throughout the summer. He was the representative with Rasheed Rice at media day and, and it, it's kind of seemed like Taron Mordecai's team by the start of fall camp. So to your point, I think he earned a lot of respect because he could have just, you know, said, Hey, this is my job. I deserve it. But no, he went out and earned it. And I, I think that, you know, they have high hopes for what he can be this year, especially after the season he turned in last year. All right. And uh, Joe Hoyt, Dallas morning news, Rhett Lashley coming in there as the head coach following Dykes. How much of it is continuing uh, what was going on there, and, and how much, what's the distinction? If you had to say, so far, this is the biggest difference in how Lashley runs things as opposed to Dykes, what jumps out at you, or is there is there really any discernible thing you could point to? It's kind of funny because I don't, I don't actually see a ton of differences yet, uh, at least, I mean, in regards to practice structure. I think the biggest difference we're going to see is just a little bit more accelerated of temponess um, on offense. I and mean, obviously Sonny's offense is, you know, a spread offense that goes fast too. But I think they're really going to want to push 
you know, the accelerator down and try to get as many plays as possible and keep defenses off guard. I mean, I think they have about 10 wide receivers that could legitimately play. Um, they've probably got five running backs that could play. Uh, they feel really good about their depth, um, and they're going to definitely try to make the most of it. So, you know, there hasn't – and obviously practice is practice. You know, it's kind of hard to get a get a total look at, at maybe differences in structure and, and practice operations, um, you know, day in and day out. But there hasn't been a lot of differences – and maybe that's also because Rhett Lashley was here at SMU a couple of years ago. Um, so now it's his program, and this is you know his first time doing it too. So maybe there's going to be changes in the way he operates. You know, obviously he's a first-time head coach, um, but I think we're going to see the real differences come fall when the games are actually playing. I think you'll see a reminder of what it was like when he was the offensive coordinator at SMU. Well, I think it's going to be fun, and I did a speaking engagement the other day, and everybody wore their college uh, shirts, and, of course, there were some horns and, and Aggies, but, boy, the SMU folks at the Exchange Club of Lake Islands showed up in mass, okay? They were kind of excited, and, of course, I made one of my jokes about what was going on 40 years ago. I don't know if that went over <laughs> great, but um, but uh, I, I love that uh, – I saw Calshaw writing about um, – McElhaney and for Joe you weren't born yet but that was you talk about my youth my I'm 10 years old McElhaney's senior year oh my gosh that is royalty although <laughs> Cowshaw focused a lot on the on the uh, coleslaw eating of McElhaney I'm sure you've read that column so I need to ask Tim about that he seemed to really focus on Lance's eating uh <laughs> over at S&D Oyster which I hope he put on the morning news expense account i hope uh even though lance is a wealthy man i i hope tim went ahead and picked that up um but joe last baseball question of those double a and triple a guys that are on their way one lefty has already shown up obviously and we'll see how long that lasts um who's the who do you think is the i mean i i it's one another reason i feel kind of bad for woodward all those guys are like ready to pop you know next season or 2024 and you don't get a chance to to manage those guys who would you think not only is going to arrive first but if you had to handicap it who would you say is kind of the that has the best chance to come up and stay up and flourish of that whole group which you wrote you and evan were writing about recently and there's like five or six guys that are right there at double a AA or triple a yeah no and I, I i think that they're I mean, the Rangers, Rangers hope that these guys are ready to pop and ready to go. Um, you know, and I, I, I always feel bad saying this because I always get it wrong. But it's <laughs> young or Jung, I always get it wrong. But Josh is a fantastic third baseman. <laughs> and he's obviously coming off an injury. And I think once he gets up here, it's probably going to be his job to stay. So um, forgive me for my lack of knowledge on that one. But, um, but no, I think that they've – obviously Jack Leiter is a guy they hope can come up mm-hmm. soon. And you draft Kumar Rocker. You know, a guy who was a, you know, top, you know, who would have been potentially a number one overall pick last year before injuries and other things. And, you know, and so I think that they're really excited about the immediate potential of some of these prospects. All right. I'll, uh, I, I appreciate it, Joe. I've been wanting to get you on and talk about SMU, honestly, for a while. And then this, uh, this thing popped today. So I appreciate it. You've been extremely busy. Thank you for making the time. Maybe don't mention to Evan where you've been. If he finds out you've been on with Mosley, he could be upset so or perturbed. So uh, and it's not hard to perturb him. So you may want to keep it to yourself. But uh, good to visit with you, Joe, and uh, good work today on all the, uh, all the uh, changes out there. 
Yeah, thank you. And we'll keep that secret between us and your listeners, okay? <laughs> okay, that's right. I, I, I'm going to put a graphic out. I'm afraid Evan may be following me on Twitter. I could I could ruin this <laughs> for you. All right, see you, Joe. All right, take care, Matt. Thanks. There, there he goes, Joe Hoyt. Dallas Morning News and uh, covers the uh, Rangers and then covers the SMU Mustangs. So, uh, Aaron, we got some good stuff out of Joe. I, I thought that Tanner Mordecai, obviously, uh, folks in our area love Tanner and followed him for uh, for a good while now, back to his midway days. And, and uh, I, I, I think that's great what SMU did. I mean, they they put him through a competition but according to Joe Hoyt, I mean, there was no, once they got to the fall, there was no doubt. I mean, it was just, he was the one in charge. And he was, I mean, this is, okay, it's not Arch Manning level. It's probably not Quinn Ewers level. But Preston Stone was one of the biggest recruits SMU had had in the last, like, 20 years. All right? Since they were paying dudes back in the, back in the early 80s, uh, Preston Stone was an enormous recruit. I believe he came from... Parish Episcopal, and he was Elite 11. Boy, everybody wanted him, and SMU got him. And Tanner Mordecai, who, who you know, had the, the misfortune to be at Oklahoma, of course, when they were funneling some of these Heisman-type guys through there. Um, and you got to wonder. I'm, I'm trying to think of when I saw Mordecai come into one of those games in the uh, Texas OU. Was that after Rattler had taken over as a starter as a freshman year? And Mordecai was still there. I remember him coming off the bench, and it didn't go especially well. Anyway, I'm just so excited for him uh, to be at SMU, and it is not. Aaron, you saw it. Baylor had to make a, a tough decision with Shapin. Um, if if they had have chosen Gary Bohannon, there's a, there's a good chance they lose Blake Shapin. SMU has to find a way to keep uh, Preston Stone engaged and not let him in. And, and here's how you do it. you got to say, hey. We're one injury away. We're still going to find a way to play you. But now you can't, what you can't do is put Mordecai in a situation where it's like he's one poor half of being yanked. I mean, that never goes over that well. Now, last year at Oklahoma, all those fans got all over Rattler. I couldn't believe it. I thought, man, I cannot believe they're, they're, they're already calling for Rattler to leave. And, of course, they made the change. And, and I didn't think they would do it. They did it. And the guy comes in, Caleb Williams, and lights Texas up, and the rest is history. And now Athlon has him as the number three quarterback in the country. The third best quarterback in the country. Seems a little high to me. But, um, I mean, Baylor beat him up and pretty much knocked him out of the game. I think he did come back into that game. But he didn't really do anything against the Bears. And this is the guy, uh, and part of it's because of Lincoln, part of it's because he's at USC. Uh, Aaron, in that AP Top 25 poll today, uh, I was interested in where they were going to put the Pac-12. I don't have it in front of me, Aaron. I think the Utes ended up being the top team from the Pac-12, and they, they slated them number seven. Oregon comes in there at number 11 right in front of Oklahoma State. Uh, I I think it's going to be fascinating to watch how all of these teams do as the talk of realignment continues to swirl. When will the Pac-12 get its next TV deal done? 
Will they be able to placate and calm some of the remaining schools down? Or will they quickly take Fresno State and maybe even a team like SMU to try to get a different region involved? Going to be fascinating to see where it all ends up. I still think the Big 12 is in a position of strength. We saw that today, Aaron, in the sense that the Big 12, if you count the new schools and the old schools, the Big 12 had six schools ranked in the top 25. Aaron, do you know who that would be tied with, I believe, as far as most uh, the conference with the most schools in programs in the top 25, SEC? I think that would tie with the the storied SEC. So, uh, I you know, I'm really rooting this year in the AAC that, that BYU, uh, well, they're independent, but the other two schools or the other three schools in the, a, in the AAC all have great seasons. And, by the way, UCF, Central Florida, also got uh, receiving votes. All right? So you got Texas, number 27. I would say UCF was in there at like 30 or 31 or somewhere. Kansas State also received votes. And, our, you know, Aaron, the guy we used to have on, Travis Roeder, we love Travis. I do not know why the Internet guys don't have Travis on the air. I mean, Travis is so good. But Travis is bullish on, the, on Kansas State. Okay, very bullish on K-State. All right, we've got to wrap things up. We'll uh, say goodnight to you next in the dismount. Saturday night, it's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers. Live from SoFi Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'm excited to share with you that we have over 100 new vehicles coming to us in the month of August. That means you can go back to school in style. So call us today and reserve your new Chevrolet and let us tell you about the largest and cleanest used car inventories in Central Texas. And don't forget that we have one of the best service and parts departments and top-notch body shops that help make your choice even clearer. So give us a call, 840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We're treating you like family a bank in any town usa treats everyone like well anyone at central national bank we provide central texans with a different kind of banking we believe in people over processes listening over telling and helping our customers over helping ourselves come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I brought my own sound effects. That's the door slamming every time I ask a woman out. <laughs> they don't shut the door in your face, though, when you want to give them a free estimate for foundation repair. No, they don't. They normally say something else. Well, they say, hi, Jimmy, come give me a free foundation inspection. And you get start by giving us a call at 254-235-4922-fixitjimmy.com. <laughs> yeah, that's me, fixitjimmy.com. Matter of fact, if I come to your door, slam it in my face, make me feel like I'm hanging out with Jana. <laughs> Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Biggest drawback from the first preseason game for the Cowboys were the 17 penalties for 129 yards. The Cowboys have 266 total penalties under Mike McCarthy, the most in the NFL the last two seasons. NFL officials threw 15 flags for illegal contact during the first week of preseason after the league asked them to pay more attention to that. Last year, there were only 36 flags for the entire season. The Bears are back on the field today after a two-hour inter-squad scrimmage on Saturday. Number one ranked UMHB Crusaders are back on the field getting ready to defend their national championship. Game one against number 11, Muhlenberg, is just three weeks away. Rangers take the weekend series against the Mariners and start a home series with the A's tonight, 7.05 first pitch, and you can hear that on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount of the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Shout out to the uh, Waco and Baylor alums uh, that are uh, listening to us today in the mountains of Colorado. Aaron, uh, my my parents are with the, oh gosh, the Hagens, the Cherries. I mean, the list goes on and on. I hate to even go down the list. I'll leave somebody out. It's a tremendous group of uh, old fraternity brothers. The pots may be involved. There's uh, all kinds of folks. Uh, and there's somebody just got married uh, that they were celebrating. Saw a few Fresca bottles in the background there. So they're all up there listening to us. Shout out to you, John and Marilyn Mosley, the whole gang. And, um, Aaron, I thought it was interesting. I, I always kind of see if there's any uh, breaking news. But uh, Oregon has brought in an interim president okay that'll happen tuesday the board of trustees and it was just very interesting that the the president of oregon during all of this unrest with the pac-12 up and left for northwestern 
Now, again, if you're a president of university, Northwestern's a big-time academic school. If you're at Oregon and Northwestern calls, maybe you go. I mean, probably pay pretty good money over there. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting, the timing on all this. Also, our buddy John Canzano, we need to get him on soon. He said the board will also consider employment contract amendments for Athletic Director Rob Mullins and for Dana Altman, the coach of the Oregon men's basketball team. All right, Aaron. And by the way, Sark confirmed that news on those injuries you were talking about. And uh, for University of Texas, some really bad news. Wide receiver and an offensive lineman. All right, everybody, have a great night. We promise to see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock sharp. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Baylor Bears. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. Beginning our final week of Big 12 football previews, and today a check on the Baylor Bears following their first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. We'll hear from head coach Dave Aranda straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Hi, Kyle Sotrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200-inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations. George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick and Bears. Wear what the Bears wear. Get the latest in Baylor Nike gear at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move.